everyone. Welcome to the Hello Church Podcast. My name is Justin Trapp. And I'm Wade Bearden. We are in the middle of season two of Hello Church. We're talking about the sermon. Yeah. And Justin, this is episode nine of season two. We've talked about the big idea. We've talked about sermon outlines. We've talked about the conclusion. We've talked about the introduction. And today we're going to talk about delivery. You actually being on Man. stage. The writing is done. Now it's the delivery who, aspect. Who was it that said you, sometimes you can run a good sermon by talking? By talking. That's uh-huh. what we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> sometimes you can just get on stage and not say anything. You know yeah, what I mean? And say everything. And say everything. But nothing at all. <laughs> we want to hear from you, our listeners, what episode in this season has been the most beneficial to you? Which one have you enjoyed the most or you found the most helpful or possibly has helped you directly, tangibly in your sermon prep? Let us know. You can tweet us. Uh, You can use the hashtag HelloChurchPod. You can comment on YouTube. You can also uh, follow us on Instagram, HelloChurchPod. But do that and let us know. We would love to hear your thoughts on this this season, season two of, of Hello Church. Yeah. So let's talk about the delivery of the sermon. And I think this is this is a tough part mm-hmm. of, about sermons. The, the tough part is delivering, presenting, communicating biblical principles, mm. God's written word, the gospel, the good news, presenting content to a diverse room, whether the room has 40 people or 4,000 people. Whatever the case may be, there will be people from all different uh, people groups, age groups, social status, marriage status, parental status. You know, it could be uh-huh. four kids, all under seven, or empty nesters. You've got to present the gospel, the good news, mm-hmm. to all of these types of people and everybody in between. And I think that is so challenging. Yeah, and you also don't want to go viral for saying something wrong. The wrong reasons, right? Right. right. And so the delivery is so important. And we've all seen it happen before. Uh, great content stymied by bad delivery. So we're going to walk through a couple of, of principles, some additional points for pastors. And I think for me, if I'm if I'm thinking of what I feel like is the most important part of delivery, it's it's actually not even on the stage. It's what I do beforehand, and it's practice. You do not, pastors. You do not yeah. want to practice your delivery the first time you preach it in front of your congregation. You need to make sure you practice beforehand. And if you're not preaching as often, you might even have to practice it a number of times in front of the mirror before that Sunday, just because it's it's easy to get rusty. Yeah, who was it that said, you always need to be prepared to, to preach a good sermon? I, for, hmm. I have actually have a quote within a quote, right? So <laughs> Mark Twain said, usually takes me more than three weeks to prepare a good impromptu speech. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think the same is true for, for, for preaching. You know, in order to have something that's co- cohesive mm-hmm. and, and clear, you really need to, to be well-prepared, but also well-practiced. Uh, Tony Robinson once said, he said, uh, it is what you practice in private that you will be rewarded for in public. And of course, your reward as a pastor, as a communicator, is to see people's lives impacted by the words that have come, you know, by the you know by the by the Lord, but but using your words uh, from a stage or, or a podium, and that is the reward. But yeah. it really starts with what you do in private in practice. And, and so, pastors, I would say uh, maybe in front of a mirror, uh, or at, at at the very least, 
just run through your entire message. And I always tell people to go through the whole thing because even just reading the Bible passage will help you become familiar with what you're wanting to say so that when you're up on stage, it's, it's, it's not the first time that you've read that passage out loud. So, so do, do everything. Uh, so that's our, that's our first point. Uh, you need to practice. And, and the second point uh, when you deliver your message is you want to continually bring it back to your big idea. Mm. You want to make sure that when people leave the service, instead of them saying, uh, what was that about? Well, they talked about this and this. You want them to say, oh, I remember the main topic. They might not be able to recite your quote-unquote big idea that you put down in your notes, but they should know what you were talking about and what you were saying about what you were talking about. I remember growing up, our pastor would get up, and he's a, he a sweet man, loved the Lord, a very generous man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would all, his main point of the sermon was always at the beginning, and he would tell you, the title of my sermon is, mm-hmm. and it was like this big like curtain reveal, right? And the, the crowd oohed and ah. But I don't remember a lot of re-emphasis of that main idea, right? Yeah. Beyond like the big reveal at the beginning. And I love what Winston Churchill said. He's talking about really messaging, and he was such a great communicator, mm-hmm. especially in uh, historic times. He said, if you have an important point to make, don't try to be subtle or clever. Use a pile driver. Hit the point once, mm-hmm. then come back and hit it again, then hit it a third time. A tremendous whack. Great Winston Churchill once no, said. No, and and I think that's so important. And and one thing I would I would tell pastors too, when you're thinking about your big idea, is to use the power of restatement. So you, you want to say your big idea, but find different ways to say it so that throughout your message, you're rephrasing it, uh, you're boiling it, boiling it down, and you're handing it prepackaged to your, to your people. And, and I like to do this, too. If, if I'm reading a passage and I'm explaining, you know, thought by thought the passage, I like to just almost pause and say, if I had to sum this up or if we had to just kind of stop and describe what Paul's saying in one sentence or what Jesus says in one sentence. It is this. And so what that does is it brings clarity to everything that you've talked about before. So you've just kind of gone through a lot of information, but you're saying, okay, all of that helps me to understand this big idea. So make sure you say it and then use the power of restatement, being able to say the same thing in different ways. Wait, I have a question for you. And this is sort of moving on to the next part of the, the talk here uh-huh. conversation. Is should is there a rule? Should yeah. pastors use notes? Not new, use notes? Yeah. Do you use notes? So a couple different types of notes. So there's no notes, uh, manuscript, which yeah. is just kind of word for word, and then there's sort of a uh, a pared down version of the manuscript, maybe bare bones or outline based notes. I always use outline based notes because if I'm trying to read a message verbatim uh, it just doesn't come across well for me there are some pastors and some of you listening to this who can do that like you can you can have a manuscript and you can you can read it or at least read sections of it at a time and it turns out great for me i can't do that and here's what i tell pastors if you are using the manuscript version and you're struggling try something different I even know pastors who will manuscript their messages and then they'll hide like 
80% of it. They'll go through it a few times, hide 80% of it, and only come up to the stage with their with their bare bones. Which you outline. can do that in seminary, by the way. You can hide, you can create you can. a bunch of content and then say, oh, you know what? That's I needed that, but for preaching, let's hide that. And so when you go into podium mode, yeah. it just shows that 20%. I manuscript out, but I do what, exactly what you just said. I manuscript out because I want to be very intentional about mm-hmm. what I want to say specifically. And then I practice it and I rehearse it. But when I actually get on stage, I, in the past, I've used a very abbreviated outline system, or now I use Sermonary, which is abbreviated as well, because I've internalized that content. I've practiced, I've rehearsed how I want this particular illustration to end, and what, what, uh, how I want this transition statement to, to feel, or, or the pacing of it, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I rehearse that. Once I've rehearsed that, then it's like, okay, I know where I'm going when I get yeah. to this section. So I think that word internalize is perfect. Internalize your notes. Uh, so you can look up and connect with 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 people. Okay, so the the next point is uh, think about body language and nonverbal communication. So many of you, when you think about communication and and preaching a message, you think about uh, body language, nonverbal uh, communication. You think about your pitch. You think about pauses. Consider all of that together because. There's a difference between reading something in, in a monotone voice and actually preaching. Uh, here are a couple of things. So watch your gestures, what you do with your hands. I know for me, uh, sometimes when I'm preaching, I move too fast, especially if I'm if I'm nervous. So I'll go, uh, I'll just be kind of moving around, and just maybe we'll watch a, a video of of yourself and just see what type of gestures you're using. If you're telling a story, I also like to think of 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 the stage as as like a set on a play. So if you're telling a story and you're saying, "Hey, I, I caught this touchdown pass here," well, then if you're if you're motioning as a football uh, quarterback, you'll move to the other side where you didn't catch the catch. So so kind of visualize all of that as you're telling stories and as you're using your hands, uh, so that you're not distracting. You always with your gestures, you always want to add to what you're saying instead of pulling away. One of the things, it's not even in our notes, Wade, but I just remember while you were talking, one of the things I think is helpful in helping people receive the message is having good lighting wherever you're preaching. Oh, yeah. Because there's a statement, uh, a pastor I worked for, my first full-time seminary job, he said, people understand what they hear, but they believe what they see. Mm-hmm. And if there's shadows across your face while you're trying to present the gospel and they can't see your face <laughs> clearly, you, you may have all the right words, right? But if they, if they can't see the lights in your eyes, then it's it just not going to be as strong of an impact. And so maybe just take a look, uh, go have someone stand on stage at your church and turn on the, you know, what, your preaching lights or whatever lights you use and say, have them walk where you would walk and just look at the, the light on their face and make sure that you have ample lighting when you're trying to present the gospel. And, and I know that's not really, that has anything to do with you memorizing or, or practicing or rehearsing, but it could make the difference between someone understanding but, but, but more so believing. Yeah, and I've heard other people say, Think of uh, of like your voice too, like a uh, roller coaster. If, if there's a roller coaster you're riding and it, it it's just kind of going straight, it's it's kind of boring, right? You mm-hmm. want the ups and you want the want the downs. So don't be yelling the whole time. Uh, don't be whispering or monotone the whole time. Can you time. imagine it? What's that guy? Is he the Affleck guy? Uh-huh. Gilbert Gottfried. That- yeah. <laughs> 
Can you imagine a sermon from someone that's like yelling all the time? Yeah, yeah. Or and, or a sermon from Ben Stein who's monotone all the time. You you've got a a roller coaster is a good analogy. Yeah, I like that. and and two, if you put an emphasis on everything by yelling, uh, you put an emphasis really on nothing. Yeah. So think of uh, your pitch, your punch when you're going to go loud. Think of pauses. How can you include pauses for laughter, for reflection? Uh, keep those things in mind as you're talking through your message. Well, it also goes back to, I, I said at the beginning, sometimes you can ruin a good sermon by talking. Mm-hmm. I, when I think where I heard that, the, the, the communicator was actually trying to make the point, like sometimes you do need to pause and you do need to let your last statement settle in. And mm-hmm. You need to let them have a moment to think about that. Because look, no, you see, look, you, you're bringing it down right here. Yeah. You're doing it right now, yeah, totally, <laughs> intentionally, right? Um, and make sure to, and, and then also cadence, uh, how fast or how slow you speak. Yeah. You need to ask people get feedback on that. And then the last point that we would offer to you is a critique before you preach. So when you are thinking through your message. Uh, why not critique it or study it hard or look mm-hmm. at it, examine it before you go out there? If you're rushing and you're finishing your message 10 minutes before you get on stage, well, then you haven't really had time to think deeply about what you're saying, what you need to cut, what you need to clarify, and what you need to exp- expound upon. So think through your message, practice it, and then critique it or edit it before you preach. You wouldn't write a book and throw the first draft online or publish the first draft. No, you want to edit it and work through it, refine it. Same thing with your message. Well, I think too, Wade, as it relates to preaching, self-awareness, we just need to have a good healthy dose dose, of self-awareness. If you're not aware of the opportunities for improvement, then you know, you're never going to improve. And I think one of the toughest things to do is to, is to watch yourself, watch a video of yourself preaching. I, I got to be honest, it, I'll watch back our podcast episodes and it's painful because sometimes I'll stutter <laughs> or I'll say, um, or I'll say, you know, mm-hmm. or I'll fumble on my words like I did a few moments ago. If I don't watch those videos, I won't see the opportunities I have to improve as a communicator. And I think as preachers, if, if we allow ourselves to get into this malaise where we, we preach and our people love us and so you know, God impacted their hearts through our words and through the messages and we take their pats on the back as sort of the determination or the, or the, the what am I trying to say, the grade on how we mm. did as a communicator then I think we've done ourselves a disservice and we've done the people in our congregation, the hearers of God's word, of of the good news, a disservice as well. And so just be honest with yourself. If you need to invite others and you say, you know what, I I don't have a lot of self-awareness, Justin. I need some help. Invite maybe a trusted uh, spouse or a staff member to say, hey, can you listen to this for the next 15 to 20 minutes? Mm -hmm. Give me your thoughts. Is it connecting? Is it making sense? Is my rhythm okay? Is my, you know, are my dynamics 
good and give me some real good feedback. Again, this is a safe space. I'm not asking you to tell me the sermon is great. I'm wanting to improve as a communicator of the gospel. So yeah, yeah, it's it's so important. Hey, let us know some tips that you have for delivery. Like I mentioned before, you can comment on our YouTube video if you're watching this on YouTube. You can Instagram us or DM us or comment on our Instagram account. It's Hello Church. Pod, or you can use a hashtag Hello Church Pod. We'd love to hear from you. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, and on Spotify. And we're continuing our series, our season through the sermon, and we're actually going to do something a little bit different. Uh, I'm, I think this is going to be exciting. We're going to be talking about Easter Sunday. So we're going to take a lot of the things we've been learning and kind of push it through that lens, crafting a good Easter Sunday message. But that's it for this week of yeah. Hello Church Pod, and we'll see you later.